Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Stop Chasing Unicorns. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and it is Wednesday, June 15th in the year 2022. And things are as stupid as always as gas prices continue to soar, food becomes more scarce by the day and Americans are still walking around wondering and thinking, Oh, when will the good times come again? (laughs) It's going to be a while. So you better be buckled up and ready. This is going to be a wild ride. Speaking of that, make sure you are taking good care of your wealth and doing everything you can to preserve your wealth. And that's one of those reasons that we need to make sure that we do. We work with experts in the field to make sure our wealth is protected Patriots, we have been witnessing the economy slowly go through a death spiral. And the Fed has boxed itself in. The economy is in dire straits. And thanks to a loose money policy, there's no end in sight. Apparently, you just can't spend trillions every year without repercussions. And now, in an attempt to play catch-up, the Fed is raising rates and plans to do it seven more times this year. We're already starting to see the ripple effects in the housing market as people's buying power diminishes. What are you doing to protect your money? Have you considered what could happen if the stock market continues to fall or worse, crashes? Don't wait until that happens. Take some of your profits from the stock market now and solidify them with gold from Birch Gold. Throughout history, gold has maintained its value better than any other investment in the world. So text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to the number 989898. Again, BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to the number 989898 for a free zero obligation info kit on holding gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Again, text BARDS to 989898 and secure the gains from the hard-earned capital that you have. Join the thousands of Happy Birch customers, the countless five-star reviews, 
and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Birch Gold. They're professionals. They're some of the best in the market. So again, text BARDS at 989898 to protect your future with gold. In one of the most under underreported news issues, which says a lot considering how our media doesn't talk about anything unless it enhances the Nazi world order, we have a breaking piece yesterday, or maybe it was within the last two days, that the Nicaraguan president had signed a deal to allow Russia to put boots on the ground and tanks in Nicaragua. That's 1,600 miles from our southern border. But not everything is as it seems. As we have now discovered, guess what else is in Nicaragua? Bioweapons labs. Nicaragua wants the bioweapons labs removed from its soil. We are beginning to see a bigger picture evolve here that the U.S. has been deploying with its banker elite bioweapons labs around the entire globe. I've mentioned this before, that we've been using bioweapons labs as the blackmail leverage to maintain a hegemony around the dollar. And that seems to be proving ever true. But I want to add something else here. I want you to listen to a clip, one minute clip from President Trump when he was in office. And then I'm going to make a comment on this because where there's bioweapons labs, there's bioengineers. Just think about that when he play, when he hears, says what he says here. Mr. President. Sir, uh, could you clarify the context of your use of the word animal yesterday in referring yeah. to some people who were out Well, it has nothing to do with this meeting, but I'm referring, and you know I'm referring, to the MS-13 gangs that are coming in. Uh, and I was talking about the MS-13 and also, and if you look a little bit further on in the tape, you'll see that. So I'm actually surprised you're asking this question because most people got it right. But I'm saying the MS-13, you don't have that where you come from, MS-13. These are animals. They're coming into our country. We're getting them out. They come in again. We're getting them out. We need strong immigration laws. We have the weakest laws in the entire world. We have laws that are laughed at on immigration. So when the MS-13 comes in, when the other gang members come into our country, I refer to them as animals. And guess what? I always will. But we're getting them out by the thousands. But it's a big, dangerous job. And they're able, in some cases, to come back in or new groups come in also from the gangs. Thank you. I have long had a suspicion that that comment meant a lot more than, it, than what was taken on the surface. And, of course, it triggered the left, which they're easy to trigger anyway. And I think in, on the, from the perspective of MAGA, it was a great thing to witness that the left got triggered so easily over a name, a word, animals. But here's my theory, and this is why I'm bookmarking this tonight. And I don't know if I'm right, but I, this is where my, I, my gut is telling me this is going to go. When we now are discovering bioweapons labs, I've had a long suspicion that MS-13 have been being grown literally in labs. Every one of them is deeply satanic. Every one of them is heavily tattooed. Every one of them has similar traits, and they're all massively aggressive, and they enjoy pure evil. The question is, where have they been coming from? Now, the original MS-13 apparently came from the armies of El Salvador and Nicaragua when we had the war down there. But I think there's a lot more to this story. And I think as this unravels, we're going to be faced with some of the greatest horrors we've ever imagined. That essentially, the CIA has been growing, or whoever that is down there, likely the CIA has been growing people in labs to bring in tear across our borders that have no origins, they have no family, and 
this is going to sound crazy, but if you have studied cloning at all, and cloning is a big and active science, all you have to do is start with cows and move forward to humans. What they've discovered constantly with cloning is there is a propensity to those that get cloned in the human space. Yes, they've been cloning humans. Sorry if that doesn't sit well with you. That they migrate towards Satanism. It's like they have no soul. So I want to bookmark that. And this is not tin hat stuff. This is something I think we're going to be discovering here more and more as I think we will discover the same out of Ukraine, especially when we dig into Maripol and we start looking at what's underneath that steel refining mill that is a rusted old heap of steel, old Russian mill, Soviet mill, and yet we were dumping billions of dollars for a multi-story underground facility. I'm, I'm saying this because this, is, this would explain MS-13 immensely. And, of course, the question I always ask is, where exactly are you taking them? We're getting them out of here. This wasn't catch and release. I'm going to tell you that right now because they didn't come back, just for the record. So I don't know where they are. Hope they're having a nice time. All right, on with some other stuff here. The biggest problem we're having right now in the country is that people are not focusing on the main issue. And I, I know that most people in Bards Nation are pretty much dug into growing food, excellent prepping, excellent need to be, but we have to spread this out a bit more as much as we can in our, in our communication to build the awareness of people to what is coming. We are in a very dangerous time right now, and nobody in the political spectrum has been talking about it, though we do now suddenly see a rise in blue check accounts, thank goodness, finally considering the fact that, oh, guess what? There might be a food shortage. In the last three days, there have been three more processing plants go up in flames. We are now exceeding 40 processing plants in the United States that have burned to the ground. We're starting to see real shortages at the supermarkets, and farmers are getting squeezed. I'm going to play a piece here from Bob Nardelli, who, is, who was the former CEO of Home Depot. This is a very poignant interview or comment section he has here, considering where he was in his position and how revealing this is uh we're seeing it every day you're showing it on on the tv on your show and if you look at not only inflation but shrinkflation you know last time we spoke i i predicted that inflation would continue to rise here we are at an 8.6 level in may but i would tell you that is deceptively right what do i mean shrinkflation is is pervasive now and the administration is not really doing anything to prevent it, so they must be encouraging it or condoning it. So every time you, you go to the store, what you're going to see is they're trying to avoid sticker shock, right? So you're paying $5 for something, for a consumable item. The fact is you may have 10 20 30% less in that bag or in that can. So that's, that's really the inflationary number that doesn't always get mm-hmm. accurately reported in the 86 so I lived through 07, 08, and 09 when I was running Chrysler, and we had to run for cash. We had to hoard cash. So I would tell the consumer, make sure that you're building up cash reserves. I would encourage the consumer, again, we saw what happened on, on baby formula, build up a supply of non-perishables in your home. Believe it or not, that was not my phone. <laughs> That was his. Good. I'm glad I don't get blamed for that one. There it is right there, that little incident. I'm I'm actually had to be running around here wondering what was ringing, and then I remembered it was in the recording. I should have warned you before. All right. Anyway, 
we are dealing with a time right now is something more insidious than inflation itself. And this is what it is, is that manufacturers are shrinking their levels of product size and still charging you the same thing. And that sounds like, especially for the naive, they're going to say, well, that's okay. Because when we're over with this, they'll just go back to normal. That's exactly the problem is there will not be going back to normal under normal things because they've gotten people accustomed to smaller sizes for higher price. Their profits are going up as people are buying, are able to get less for a dollar that's buying less. It's a double hit on the consumer. And this is getting very, very dangerous across the board. And it's something we have to keep our eyes on. And, and it's people need to start getting aware of what's happening. This is really getting very to a point where we're going to start to seeing some major crises. Now, take listen to some of this on rising food costs. Wild price spikes are really possible November, December, January uh, coming yes. up. Uh, has that risk gotten more or less over the past couple of weeks? I think it's gotten more, and people are going to see the rising costs of food in their local grocery stores in the, in the coming months. Uh, you know, farmers are feeling the pinch from uh, high cost of diesel fuel, six bucks a gallon, a uh, thousand bucks for a ton of fertilizer where I was paying $400, uh, you know, just last year for fertilizer. Uh, truckers are feeling the pinch, uh, 1500 bucks uh, to fill up a transfer truck. Uh, all of those costs have to be passed on. And uh, you have a certain region in, in the world that's uh, not planting crops this time uh, in Ukraine. So it's going to be a shortage of wheat and other uh, uh, commodities that they've been pr producing there as well. So farmers had a late planting season out in the Illinois area where they had early, early rain. All of these things are going to affect the high cost of food and the American people, uh, uh, these low income people that are barely making it now. Those are the people who are really, really going to feel the pinch in the coming months. Uh, what he said is consistent with other stories and articles and uh, interviews that I've seen with farmers and right. farm um, business experts all indicating shortages and extreme price hikes in the fall of this year. That's why I've been telling all of our audience, please use this summer and the early fall to stockpile as much food as you can. Do what you can. Uh, but he said November, you know, I, some of the other reports I've heard is October, but I, I think it's certain as we get into the fall, October, November, you're going to see shortages and extreme price hikes. Literally where you may walk into a grocery store and everything was doubled during the night. And that's what we're facing. So it's not just going to be a couple items. It's going to be the whole store, the entire store. Get ready for it. You have an opportunity right now to to stock up. But here's the thing, as I said last week, even if you are able to can food, get fresh vegetables and fruit and can, you're able to buy uh, supplies uh, of food, you're eventually going to eat it. Right. Okay? You might have six months worth of food, a year's worth of food. You're eventually going to eat it. Who knows what price you're going to be paying at the end of 2023 when you have to restock your pantry. That will be another shock level. This isn't going to go away. 
We're going into a season of extreme inflation caused by the Federal Reserve Bank. We are living in a global debt economy. And that means that everything is leveraged and everything is creating magic money for those in power while they mine all the money that people have on the, the commoners, the slaves. We're the slaves. Every time we have inflation, every time we have shrinkflation, those two combined are the most dramatic and most devastating combinations because what little capital buying power people have is now physically buying less, and that's going to go across the board on foodstuffs, on everything. Now, in from reports that are coming out, and this, again, this goes to Bob Nardelli's comments, which kind of got buried in that in his interview, but the point that he was making as well is that it is necessary for people to start taking out cash. This is a profound statement coming from someone who was the former CEO of Home Depot. He's telling people we have to move to a cash society. While you're hearing the elites tell you you're not going to have cash, you're going to be put onto a digital system. Now keep in mind, we've already learned it was last week that the Chinese were out in protesting the banks taking their money. There's been reports now demonstrating how they were able to control people using their COVID apps. Not only were they able to turn them red, which restricted their movement, and it disallowed them from even leaving their apartment buildings because their apartment buildings are wired into the master AI system. And if they did manage to get out, their apps were able to track them so that the police could roll, roll them up and stick them into a concentration camp. In the process as well, because they managed to protest the loss of their money or the withholding of their money by the banks, the banks then seized their money because they are now tagged as a domestic terrorist. You can see how this all plays out. And this is what they're trying to do. And what the necessity is, is we have to make a decision as a public of what we are going to do. Increasingly, sitting quiet is an impossible choice. And that goes with anything. If you're protesting your kids in school, if you're going to be protesting food, if you're protesting this queer theory garbage that's in our schools, it is necessary that we stand up and be vocal and be heard. It's critical right now. But food is going to be one of the critical war zones that we have, and keeping prep for this is essential as we go forward. Take a listen to this farmer. Hey, guys. So while sitting at my son's baseball game today, I got talking to another farmer, and I asked him, I was like, hey, what are you seeing on your side of things? Like, I've talked to everyone, like, nearest to me, but what are you seeing? And he said, you know what? We called to try and get diesel for this fall to lock in a price, and they're not even letting us. There is zero way for them to get a tank to lock in a price so they're not hit as hard this fall. They told them absolutely not because they're anticipating diesel prices being $9.50 um, up towards to $10.50 to $10. by this fall. That alone, guys, to fill the tractors and the equipment needed to get the product out of the field is going to be astronomically bad all the way around. So understand, people are like, oh, plan ahead. We're trying. They're not letting us. The naives are sitting on the side like couch coaches, and they're telling the farmers, you need to plan ahead. Obviously, they've never farmed. Farmers always plan ahead. They plan seasons ahead. The issue right now is they cannot buy fertilizer in advance. They can't buy petroleum. They can't lock in prices like they normally do. 
And what is happening in the process of this is they're getting slaughtered based on their normal capital flow. On top of it, there's no additional emergency loans or anything available for them to offset these costs. So something has to give. And what's going to end up giving is the price. Some farmers, because they're locked into contracts, are just not planting. The food issue is becoming critical. And obviously what's happening behind the scenes is you have Larry Fink and his cronies, that little band of happy Nazis that are up here building these vertical food systems in warehouses in cities because the entire idea is to squeeze off the source of food and force people into buying their garbage, their food, their genetically modified products, which included genetically modified lettuce, and I think your diet would be lettuce and genetically modified or lab-grown meat that probably still wiggles when you take it out of the bag. I'm sure you'll enjoy that. I won't. The deal is that the war is real, and the war is becoming increasingly hot in the sense of very active and what we're facing. So for those that are hanging on to the idea that 2022 is going to resolve things, that the election is going to fix everything, that Trump's going to come back, quit chasing unicorns, seriously. Because this is not going to solve itself even if all those things were perfect and and reset themselves back to the way you want it. We are talking at least at this point in time two years of reset to get this nation back into normal. That means the enduring part is you better be able to Sustain yourself solidly for six months on your supplies, ideally a year. You better have seeds and an ability to grow, and you better be working locally to work with local farmers to be able to source food. I would not put any bets right now on the government because the government is imploding, and it's going to fall. It has to. This is the end of the game here. The elites that are running this government are going to have to be gutted out. Now, tomorrow night, I'm going to have Greg Phillips on from True the Vote and, and 2,000 Mules. And it's interesting because in that conversation, he's very candid. This is going to be a process of two to three years, in his opinion, maybe four years, to reset the voting system. And he's not, ideal. He's not being idealistic in the sense of saying that 2022 is suddenly going to be a magic change. In fact, he's very concerned about how much change can actually happen in 2022. I've talked about this extensively, that the fact is that the vote itself does not change the boards of directors. It doesn't change the CEOs. It doesn't change those that are controlling the flow of money. And that's where they hold everything. And it's getting more vicious by the day. And it's not just here. The lockdowns in China are starting to squeeze off the refining output of oil there. What you are seeing here is a World Economic Forum agenda to force everybody into electric cars, but there's no resource for electric cars, and the infrastructure to support electric cars is not built. So my guess is that they're happily moving along this agenda because they know there'll be a lot of people that will die of starvation and die of desperation. Don't be one of the victims. We've got to stay focused on where this fight is. And this fight is going to require every single person to dig in and get their hands dirty, literally, in all aspects. It's going to require a coming together as a nation in ways that we haven't had to do in our memories. We're talking a depression-level impact that's going to exceed anything this country has ever witnessed and on a global level the same. Because the dollar as we know it is imploding. 
and it's going to require people to come together. Build your tribes, build your neighborhoods, and be ready. But keep in mind that one of the things that we're starting to see a lot of, which is a really big indicator of the current state of things, is the rise of trailer parks. This piece right here is a segment of, this, of a piece that I picked up earlier of a guy that's driving by and just filming trailer parks that are popping up all over the place. When the WEF is talking about you will own nothing and you will be happy, you will rent everything, that's the kind of shit they're talking about. They don't want us owning houses. They don't want us owning cars. They don't want us owning shit. All these cities like Portland, Seattle, Los Angeles, every city in America is going to look like that if they have their fucking way. Get used to it or do something about it. And that's just it. It is our choice to follow them and to comply or our choice to come or defy and to stand strong. And it's all going to be centered on a pretty very simple principle. Are we going to be leaning on other people to fix it for us? Or are we going to be digging in our, on our hands and getting dirty on this thing and fixing it ourselves? I talked a lot about this yesterday, and it's really important because the idea that's happened and it's trapped so many people, whether it's a social media platform, whether it's a bank, whether it's a, a political leader, people keep looking to institutions to fix the problems that we should be fixing. We don't have time for that anymore. What the left is, is doing is they're counting on the fact that we will continue that trend. Listen to this piece on censorship related to their green agenda. And so the challenge is now that we're moving from denial to actually just trying to, to disengage the public from understanding the values of solar energy, the values of wind energy, the benefits of clean energy. We have to get tighter. We have to get better at communicating. And frankly, the tech companies have to stop allowing specific individuals over and over again to spread disinformation. That's what the fossil fuel companies pay for. That's what folks who make money out of fossil fuels and don't make money and and, and don't care about saving consumers' costs. That's what they do. We have to be smarter than that, and we need the tech companies to really jump in. They're seeking to have tech companies partner with them to crush the voice of people that are in opposition to anything green, which will be anything against their agenda in the end. These are, this isn't tech. This isn't oil and gas driving us. We're very comfortable driving our cars. But they want that taken away. Remember, there's a collective people, a lot of them millennials. Sorry, millennials, but you were brain damaged in your education. Hopefully you will recover. We don't have much hope, though. There is a mass of people that they have been coddling and a group of people that they have been breeding into this system that literally have been shown a way of living that is fake. They've been enticed to come into the tech world. They've been told that they will get this UBI, universal basic income, that billionaires will somehow become good people and provide you with some substance to live. They've been told that capitalism is bad. They've been convinced that the entire problem in the world settles down to two primary things, beef and over-harvesting and bovine farts all together in one category and human beings, which are apparently so ravenous and drive so many vehicles that they cause the entire global pollution. Not one bit of accountability in this economy of green is placed on industry. They don't want to look at the the environmental cost or pollution costs of lithium mines. They don't want to look at how 
the electrical grid actually works. They have no understanding of upstream and downstream and the way that works in terms of oil and gas and coal. They have no understanding about how electrical energy is created, moved, and stored. That stored piece where you store and reserve energy that you excess produce, guess what? There isn't an answer to that right now with electrical. And one of the biggest looming answers to all of this, which is nuclear, they have been convinced that it's evil and bad for the world and we should never have it. Right now, California's own agendas, their own laws that are, they're moving forward with, with their agenda towards a green environment, will put California back equivalent to the dark ages within five years. This is the underdevelopment of America. And this is what the left has been sold the progressive left has been sold lock, stock, and barrel that this is the way it's going to be. The way that this will continue to work, if we allow it, is that the Agenda 2030 model will continue to reward those in the cities and cut off infrastructure and funding for the rural areas. To me, that's a great opportunity because I see that as a place where we can stand up and start taking our counties back and leave them to do whatever they do. But their idea ultimately is to continue to force people into the cities where the food will be there, they want to destroy the ability for farming to be done anywhere in this country and squeeze people into work off of their lab-grown meats. This is a real war, and the government, the corporations of this nation are against you. Do not put your faith in them. Do not chase unicorns. Any of this hope that like the military is going to save the day and it's going to be all these great people, Russia's on our border, 1,600 miles south of our border, and our government's not saying a word. That should tell you something. This is all about destroying America. And they're doing a very effective job right now until the people stand up and start really saying no and start working locally to take it back. Here's another piece from the same farmer I played a few minutes ago. So I got in a conversation today, and... The woman, honestly, I bless her heart, honestly thinks that food prices are not going to go up. She thinks that this is the highest they're going to go. I tried to explain to her that that was not the case, that they're absolutely going to go up even more. Um, and I told her there are things that like we have to buy. There's something we had to buy that two years ago cost us $24. Last year was about 46 This year it is costing us $96. Okay. Local farmer, 50 head of cattle. It's costing him $8,000 a month to feed them. Please understand, food prices are going to go up. You want to act like it's the farmer's fault. It is not the farmer's fault. We're barely making it to grow the stuff so you guys are able to get it in August, September, October. Okay, guys, this is not going away. Stop sticking your head in the sand and thinking, oh, it's going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. This is one of many, many videos that farmers are putting out trying to raise the, the alert flag for everybody. And yet, People I talk to, and I talk to quite a few, they're the ones that I'm talking to, and I would expect to have a knowledge of this, just have no clue. It's going to be like, oh, it's a little inconvenience. We'll focus on the election. We'll get those, get those darn Democrats out. This is not a partisan issue. This has nothing to do with Democrats or Republicans. In fact, as I've said many times, there is one party, two faces. This is about a corruption within the mindset of the United States. This is about a willfulness to trust in corporations that have a nothing but devious intentions for this country. This is about people willing to cast off responsibility onto other institutions to fix problems that they should be fixing themselves. 
This is going to take a reset in the way we see the world and take a responsibility and accountability in the world. It's absolutely necessary. We aren't going to get out of this quickly. And on top of it, in the midst of all this crazy that's already going on in the real issues, now we start to see the increasing rise of distractions that are happening. If you aren't familiar with the Squid Game, which is a whole game that was done to, for people to commit suicide, see how far they could commit, take people to commit suicide, Squid Game is now going live in the United States. With 456 contestants, it's going to be airing on Netflix. It's coming out of Great Britain. This is their new thing for the chance to win $4.56 million. This is what they do in the world of desperation. This is literally Hunger Games. And it's happening right before our very eyes. There is an absolute destruction of morality in our world. And the greatest programming that these people have accomplished is the inculcation of the idea that human beings are a parasite, that we are the problem on the planet. Nothing to say about the manufacturing companies and and the all these products that are produced, they're destroying the planet and getting us to buy them. But that's just it. We have the power of the purse. We always have. The question is how we're going to use it. We have to continue to press forward to inform as many people as possible. This is getting very dangerous. And whatever happens, whether we see a change in something in this next election, the real changes are, are the deep changes at this point are literally years That means, again, you've got to be stocking up to get through a period, a very difficult period that is coming. It's not a question of if, and it does, I'm not putting it on that place of, well, the military is going to put us in lockdown. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But I will tell you, things are going to get worse. But here's probably one of the weirdest articles of the entire day. This came in Blaze Media. The headline reads, former Biden aide says high gas prices won't matter if... An insurrection is successful and y'all living under martial law. The left is almost goading it on now. What they see from their optic is to, in my opinion, is to try to get the military to stand up for their side, to go into such chaos, to create such chaos that the military has to intervene and we are all forced under martial law, which then suspends everything we know of the Constitution. From the perspective of many of the Q followers, that's the great moment. I've said all along, do not wish for that moment. Because if that happens, there is no guarantee who's going to be running the reins, especially with the military we have now, whose greatest star in the last three months for Space Force was a transgender. Just saying. But remember, Space Force was more important than you know. Just thought I'd remind you. We are in a real crisis in this country. And it's a crisis that's been built over years and years and way too many people putting emphasis on someone else to fix it. Sadly, this has always been about us fixing it and we always could have very quickly. So it's essential that we get back to those basics. Here's a little comedy piece for you. Problem is that the oil is in Louisiana and Texas and Oklahoma and Kansas, and North Dakota, and Alaska, and in many other states. But the dipsticks are in Washington, (laughs) D.C. There's a lot of truth to that. Now, on top of everything else, the Fed today raised its rates to buy 0.75 percentage points. What does that mean? 
What it means is the ripple effect across the economy, which they are saying is trying to curb inflation. The, the Fed has itself boxed in. And at this point, we're so overextended on debt and there's so much paper money in the environment, nothing's going to fix this other than a total collapse. You're just seeing Band-Aids on a hemorrhaging wound. But the raising of the interest rate by 0.75% is a ripple effect across the entire economy. That means that housing mortgages go up. If people are on variable interest rate mortgages, they're going to see an increase in their monthly bill. Credit card statements and credit card debt is going to go up as we get deeper into this, and the percentage people pay on their credit cards is going to go up, which means less money going to principal, more money going to the, to the interest. It's same on car loans, same on everything. Today, I, I, when gassing up, I talked to the attendant. I made a joke. I said, this is getting expensive enough. It's going to be like a mortgage payment. And his comment was, interesting you should say that, he said. I just spoke to a woman who said she took out a second mortgage so she could afford to continue to pay for her gas. This is very real. And the ripple effect as it starts to get to lower income and then that raises up to the lower middle and middle class and then upper middle class sections. I mean, we know right now that there are a large percentage of the people that are making $250,000 a year are living paycheck to paycheck because they're so over leveraged on debt. They've counted on this. And the, the issue of preparing has always been about trying to get yourself separated from that dependency. Whatever you do right now, and I preface this by saying, I'm not an investment advisor. I'm not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat on TV. So do your research. But my point of this is, whatever you do right now, I personally would be looking at how to get my money into tangibles. The 401k system is going to be one of the biggest eye-openers when people discover that it actually there's no money in it. If you haven't moved your money out of the 401k into solid asset, there's no money there. It's just a paper statement you have each month that's backed by $4 quadrillion in derivative debt. The same goes through with pensions. One of the biggest eye-openers I think is coming, and this is, I think, I don't have proof of this, but it's already showing signs in California, is that most of the pension programs for the, unit, or the teachers across this nation has already been pilfered. There's no money in it. They just think there are because the new teachers in are paying for the teachers that have already retired. Those accounts have been long gone. They've been raided. And this is where a lot of the distraction is coming in and why they're continuing to create all these other events because they're counting on the fact that as the economy bankrupts, they create the problem, they'll create the solution. And that solution will be, as we know, it will be a solution of move out of your home, come into a place that we own, meaning the elites, will rent you a place, will give you a UBI, We'll give you food, and a food shit or something like that, a little card. And you can go buy your food on an allotment. You can buy, you'll get a monthly amount of what you can do. You'll have to comply to a, 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 a COVID app or some sort of social credit score. And they'll make sure that you get just enough. And they will always make sure you never have enough extra to totally get your needs. It's about pressing down and extracting out wealth of people to keep them submissive to the system. We are in a tight window of fighting back. That window is narrowing every single day. The biggest thing to begin with always is the mindset. Are you going to comply or defy? Local action is the critical issue here. You cannot control what goes on in D.C. You can dream about it, get frustrated about it, throw rocks at the wall about it. I don't care. 
You can imagine a million Patriot March all armed with muskets, whatever. But the only real action is going to begin in your home and in your local communities. That's why we've talked so long about county by county, because that is where the real change happens. And as you change your home, you affect neighbors and you build a tribe. It means people are coming together. And as you break your dependency on their system, then suddenly we start to gain traction. They are counting on the fact that people don't have the will or the wherewithal to do just that. So as we kind of wrap this up, listen to these words on pilots. Saying to children, don't eat on the couch, we're supposed to say, eat at the table. Pilots know this. It is well known in the pilot community that when you tell a pilot, don't hit the obstacle, they'll hit the obstacle. Because what they're doing is focusing on the obstacle. It's the same thing for you. If you focus on the obstacles, all you will see is obstacles. It's your choice how you choose to perceive your own career. It's literally perspective. And not just your career, but the path you have ahead of you. Every single one of us has choices to make. We are all walking in the valley of decision. Every single one of us. And the choices we make and the resolves we make now affect us in the future. You can choose to be panicked. You can choose to have the world feel like it's crushing down upon you. You can do all those negative things. And if that's the case, you're going to fail. And I'm going to be blunt. The system will consume you. In a simple terms, stay positive, prep, or starve. This is not a game. This is real. This war took on a different form. It didn't take on parachuting troops like Red Dawn with Soviet uniforms on an AK-47s. Instead, the bullets have been information. The saturation bombs have come in forms of over, overtaxing of your brain with media and fear. And the weapons in behind all of that have been economics and law. Patriots, this is what the fifth generation of warfare looks like. It's what it feels like, and it sucks. But embrace the suck, because this is part of where we are, and this is our reality. So it's time to stand up. Lock and load your muskets of every form you can, which includes seeds, includes your, your pantries full of food. It includes preserving your wealth. It includes building your tribes. And most importantly, it includes keeping your Bible handy and keeping yourself tied in prayer. This storm is going to be tough, and there's no joke about it. And we have to keep our eyes truly on the prize and where we're going, which is that walk with Christ, staying away from all the things that they're trying to do to demoralize you and keep your thoughts down. Stay focused on the positive and stay diligent in the tasks. And when you do that, we will get through this. Patriots, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time we've come together. We're blessed with the opportunity to share these moments, to continue to share information and to share insights that can lead us and guide us in the weeks and months ahead. Father, we have no doubt that what comes at us will be difficult, but we also know that our heart is with you, where our loyalty and trust is with you in unbelievable levels that we perhaps never even imagined we would be this close to you, and that is such a beautiful blessing. Equally, Father, we know that you've given us the blessing of eyes to see as all that has been in darkness has come to light. So, Father, now we just continue to pray for that clarity of each step, of where we need to go, where we need to push in, to continue the diligent task of preparing, just like Joseph did with the silos. Let us fill the silos. Let us stay true to the course. Let us never waver or bow. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Lots ahead, patriots. Lots of challenges, but a glorious time to be alive. 
There's a lot of opportunity for huge change in a positive way. And the greatest thing is we're seeing both parties get annihilated in this process. As a positive note, you'll note that down in Austin yesterday, one of the elections, a young Hispanic woman was voted in as a conservative, the first conservative ever voted in in over 50 years in a district run and trashed by the Democrats. The change is coming. The tide is shifting. But it's not. it means we have to continue to keep pressure on this through the entire course of events. This is not going to be easy. Most of all, make sure your homes are secure. Make sure your foundation of what you need in terms of food, fuel, energy, communications, housing, everything you can do to preserve that. And whatever that means, we will weather this storm together in the end. But it's going to require each and every person to carry their load. Like I said, it sucks. Embrace the suck. This is how we win. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up, patriots. God is there to guide us and give us all the clarity we need. All we have to do is listen. God will never forsake us, but in the end, God will always win. That's why we're here. We're here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. 
And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 